0: Is a god of the game. First Lords, now Oval, London is turning out to be a lucky destination for Indian Test cricket. Who needs Ajinkya Rahane when we have Lord Shahzul Thakur scoring 50s for fun? Has Kohli gotten away with another strange selection choice? Are we witnessing a great transformation in India's sporting culture with an unprecedented 19 medals in Paralympics? International football games getting abandoned for bizarre reasons and Dutch Grand Prix after 35 years! Let's go! Absolutely. World class. Hello and welcome to episode 30 where I think for the first time, we are going to stay true to our podcast title when we are going to discuss more than two. Actually, actually we are going to discuss more than three different sports. And uh, like the previous 29 episodes, I'm accompanied by my co-host and my friend Ishan.
1: Hi guys and congratulations to all those Indian cricket fans out there. I think Bala, if you can see his face, I know you can't, you're not missing out on much. Uh, His smile is uh, A little crazy right now
0: (laughs) See, I mean We have had great Paralympic success last week I mean totally bizarre and unseen events in Brazil But yeah as Ishan pointed out There is only one place to begin Which is at the Oval London Where India just won the fourth test against England By 157 runs And apparently this is our first test win an oval in some 50 years And I remember we finished the last episode The last bit of our last episode was When Ruth's wicket got out uh, roots got out, and uh, and now here we are. I mean, less than like half, less than like an hour from from yet another famous victory from India. I, I knew you were in office; you wouldn't, you were not able to follow the game. But incredible bowling performance. I mean, on, on a on a wicket which wasn't actually helping a lot for the pace bowlers. Our pace bowlers picked about seven, eight wickets, I believe. So it was it was an amazing
1: performance. But Bala, tell me what what happened to our bowling post lunch? Because before lunch it was looking like a, you know, it was looking very difficult for the Indian bowlers to take wickets. There were good partnerships going on. What do you think happened after lunch? So the ball started
0: reversing and Bumrah again once again showed why he is one of the top if not the top pace bowler in the world right now he started reversing the wall, ball brilliantly uh jadeja was able to i mean jadeja since since yesterday when the game when england started playing the second inning started bowling on that rough he was he was was bowling again and again like he was, he kept on bowling on that one end and he got one ball to kind of rip and and got the top a part of the off stump of uh, Hamid but that wicket kind of triggered the collapse and then Bumrah came and started reversing the ball and once he started reversing the ball like England weren't able to manage Pope and Bairstow got out in very quick succession and that put a lot of pressure on Root and uh, Kohli also uh, to his credit made some interesting bowling changes he brought in Shardul Thakur who took Root's wicket on his very first delivery I mean it was an inside edge but still That worked. I mean, so those kind of smart bowling changes, the reverse swing, all helped, all went India's way.
1: Yeah, I mean, do you think it was smart bowling or was he just lucky?
0: Uh, There is an argument. But then, see, you have to give credit to him for at least taking those uh, uh, decisions to change the bowling. So, I I once thought that Jadeja should have been... uh, uh, should have been uh, should be bowling from the other end he kept bowling on bowling from one end in fact pretty much throughout the entire second innings he kept bowling from that one end so I thought like he should have bowled from the other end but it worked again I I, fe- I feel like Virat Kohli has gotten away with one, yet another selection choice a bizarre selection choice if India uh, if England have managed to draw or you know managed to win this game uh, things would have been really, really different. But again, uh, the non-selection of Ashwin has been <laughs> vindicated. But I still believe it, it was a poor decision. The way the pitch was turning, if Ashwin was there, this match would have ended by first session today morning. So,
1: I agree. But the one thing hasn't changed for anyone is our Bala and my perception of Ajinkya Rahane. What do you have to say?
0: (laughs) Oh, man. I feel sorry for Ajinkya Rahane. I mean, I really like him. He's a very good player, very good batsman. But see, I mean, this is an Indian team where we have talents lining up. Like, there's, there's so many batting talents, so many bowling talents queuing up for a chance. And it's criminal to keep one player who hasn't performed for a very long time and keep giving him chances again and again. When you have people like Mayank, uh, Vihari, Surya Yadav, all these players waiting. You shouldn't, uh, you shouldn't play favour uh, for Ajinkya Agree, he's the vice captain, but yeah, I think this is it for him next Test match. We should see a change. So yeah, Rahane, sorry man, <laughs> sorry. You you have been you have been a great servant, but yeah, I think this is it for.
1: It's you. Fine, he doesn't know you. It's fine, Bala. Don't get so upset. <laughs>
0: Uh, Just to sum up the game uh, India actually considered a 99 run First innings deficit And in fact we started off Day 2 really well England at one point were 55 for 4 Or 65 for 5 or something But then uh, their middle order And lower middle order played really well Pope, Bairstow uh, Moin Ali Chris Wokes All of them played really well They scored about 290 runs But the key was India's second innings batting Especially the top 3, top 4 Performed really well I mean this is I don't know after how many months Or how many matches The top, all top 4 played really well uh, KL Rahul scored 46 Pujara again Continuing his uh, impressive innings uh, During the last test match He scored a 61 Very well very well made 61. Kohli scored 44 but uh, the pick was once again it was Rohit Sharma who is proving to be an exceptional player. I remember um, his ODI career uh, turned around in the 2013 Champions Trophy in England where he started opening for India. Uh, So it's, it's fitting that his test career also is starting to take a great shape after being an opener in England. So so, good, good on him and he won the Man of the Match award also, deservingly so. Uh, the other surprise element was Lord Shardul Thakur. Two fifties, two fifties and important wickets, like at crucial intervals, important wickets. Again, he's a very bizarre player, uh, not one of your uh, uh, orthodox players, very unorthodox, but yeah, it works. Brilliant.
1: I think with the ball, he reminds me of Joginder Sharma, if you remember. Who used to get smashed and walloped, but he used to always take the crucial wicket. And that's what... um, And Shardol Thakur is an upgrade on that because he can bat as well.
0: Yeah, and Pant also actually redeemed himself. He scored a very important 50. In fact, those two put on a brilliant 100 run partnership, which actually uh, took India away from defeat, I would say. Because post that... Partnership. India were actually pretty much clear of not losing the game. But yeah, after that again, Umesh Yadav, Jasbir Bromra all of them added useful runs and we gave them a target of 368. But England were all out for 210 in the second inning. So yet another amazing win, which means this means India have regained the Pataudi trophy. Uh, we can't lose this series. The fifth game is in Old Trafford in, uh, in four days time. So we'll wait for the Indian team. Uh, there, uh, there has been a COVID outbreak in the Indian camp. Uh, Ravishastri and uh, the fielding coach and the bowling coach have been tested positive. They have been isolating. Now, we don't know whether how many Indian players were actually affected. So, we'll only know after the test results are out. So, it's, it's all to play for in the last uh, test match. We don't know whether we'll even have the, uh, the full first starting 11 available. So, we'll have to wait and see.
1: I have, a, I have a, before we move on from cricket, I have a question for you hmm. a trick question hmm. how much coaching does Ravi Shastri do if he's tested positive for Covid and no other Indian player has tested positive?
0: <laughs> I don't know see ravi Shastri as i i understand like he's not a coach coach i don't I don't see him giving tips on how to bat and how to bowl and all he's more like a like a mentor who Brings the best out of the players by motivating them, by it's encouraging like them. It's like Zidane. Yeah, he's like Zidane. Yeah, I mean that's a that's a that's a very very good example. I would say the only thing is Zidane was an exceptional player while he was playing. Ravi Shastri wasn't an exceptional player, so come on, he won an Audi in the
1: World <laughs> Series
0: in ninety one. We spoke about Paralympic success during the previous episodes, but this one is truly incredible. The Paralympics ended and India finished 24th with 19 medals. Yes, guys, 19 medals. Five golds, eight silvers, six bronze medals. This is amazing, unprecedented. As an Indian fan who have been following Olympics, I have never seen India cross 10. And this is superb performance by all our athletes. In fact, two athletes won two medals each, Avni Lekra and uh, Singhra Jadhana both in shooting. We won four medals in badminton, eight in athletics, five in shooting, and one each in archery and table tennis. I I managed to watch the badminton finals, uh, which Pramod Bhagat won. The celebrations when when he won were, were truly amazing to watch. It was really inspiring, really emotional. It was superb and I wish all of them great success and I hope many other Indians who aspire to become athletes watch these athletes and, and and get inspired by their by their
1: success. I really hope people are watching this because as you rightly said this is unprecedented It is uncharted waters for India in a global event where you know we few of our athletes have broken world records. And you never associate India to do break world records in an Olympics game, Olympic game. And it doesn't matter if it's Paralympics or normal, uh, a world record is a world record. So amazing, guys. Amazing job.
0: Congratulations to the entire support staff, coaches, the authorities, uh, the members of the Sports Authority of India. I, I really hope this is the beginning of something amazing for Indian sport. This weekend, we saw the F1 Dutch Grand Prix that happened after almost 35-36 years. And it's the local boy, Max Verstappen, who won the second consecutive race. Lewis Hamilton finished second. So, it's getting really tight at the top of the championship. So,
1: what happened actually? To summarise the Grand Prix, it was actually pretty uneventful, which is in sometimes is a good thing. Uh, Verstappen was pole in qualifying. He stayed there. Throughout the race, it was a pretty comfortable and dominant uh, race by Verstappen, solid. Uh, and it and people who do not follow Formula 1, it's very difficult. Home crowd is actually extra pressure instead of an advantage in Formula 1 compared to football. So he had a lot, you know, the entire country's weight on his shoulders. And he, you know, he came up clutch, won a very convincing win. Uh, Hamilton second, Bottas third. So as a result, Mercedes still are number one, uh, hold the top spot in the Constructors title uh, by about 14 points. Hamilton is now second because of this, uh, because of the second finish to Verstappen by about five points. And that's not a big difference, guys, uh, because it just takes a couple of podium finishes for Hamilton and a bad race for Verstappen and Hamilton's back on top. The big news that came out of this, uh, two big news that actually came out of this uh, Formula 1 was one, my favorite, my the legend himself, Iceman Kimi Raikkonen announced his retirement from uh, Formula 1, so he won't be there next season. And he was met with a COVID positive result as a, as, after announcing it as well. So he did not take part in this race. The other big news is Valtteri Bottas, who was basically, you know, Lewis Hamilton's number two at Mercedes, a great, great teammate in terms of just the contribution he's given to Mercedes in the last seven years. Guys, people, guys Mercedes have won this constructors title for seven years in a row. That is incredible. It's not just winning individual titles, both as a team, they've won seven years in a row. Russell will probably, most probably take over because he's a backup driver anyway on contract. By Mercedes, it currently drives for Williams. He will replace Bottas mostly. And Bottas has signed a multi-year deal with uh, Alfa Romeo. So yeah, that's a quick update of what's happened in in the Dutch Grand Prix. And we're looking forward to the next one.
0: Yeah, the next one is in is the Italian Grand Prix It's it's on this weekend actually 12 September So looking forward to that And hopefully the race is still tighter I mean as Shishan pointed out There's about 3-4 points gap between Hamilton and Verstappen And about 12 points gap between Mercedes and Red Bull So expecting a, a great race And just a word on Kimi Raikkonen I mean he's probably I think post Schumacher era I think I started following Raikkonen for a while I still remember the 2007 Grand Prix where the last uh, race day had uh, three possible winners and Raikkonen won it and actually and won the 2007 uh, title so if I have to think of Raikkonen I'll, have, I'll always go back to that 2007 final race. It was incredible. Great career. All the best to him. All the best to his future endeavors so world cup qualifiers we have seen a lot of great football great goals but what we saw yesterday it actually we actually didn't see in, in india it wasn't telecasted anywhere it was pretty sad you know in fact it was brazil versus argentina world cup qualifier i mean brazil versus argentina always is an incredible game it's it's the classico of international football and the game started off pretty well for the first five minutes there were a few nice challenges nice uh football but then on the sixth minute the game was suspended due to brazilian health authorities invading the pitch trying to detain four argentinian players now this is basically you're talking about uh, the four argentinian players who came from premier league it is uh, byundia and Hemi uh, martinez from aston villa lochelso and uh, christian romero from uh, tottenham so all these four players apparently lied to the brazilian authorities that they weren't in uk for the last 14 days so for guys who don't know this uh, Like how Brazil is in the red list countries for UK. UK is in the red list countries for for Brazil. So if you are coming from UK to Brazil, you are supposed to quarantine for 10 days and these Argentinian players didn't do. Now the Brazilian health authorities... Waited for three days and landed on the pitch after six minutes, and it was all chaos after that. Like, were you were you up yesterday night, or you'd gone to sleep by the time? Were you were you following? No, this? I
1: had gone to sleep, but the first thing I saw in the morning was like hundred WhatsApps about what. What went wrong in the match? It was pretty comical. And the funny thing right now is that uh, there are a lot of conflicting stories as well because the uh, health authorities have basically said that, you know, we wouldn't have barged into the pitch. We've been trying to get a hold of the AFA, which is the Argentinian Football Association for the last three, four days, but we've not had a response. Conmebol, Ball, who is basically like the UFA for the South America, have put their hands up saying that we had told Argentina that to follow the Copa America protocols uh, because Copa America got over a month and a half ago in Brazil itself. So Argentina was just following the protocols followed there. So now the matter has gone to FIFA because both the Brazilian FA has thrown their hands up because anyway it's nothing to their It's not their call. Conmebol has put their hands up and said FIFA, you handle it. So it's it's really funny because we could see a moment where I was watching something on YouTube where Neymar and Messi were just like. Hands on their forehead saying, you know, what the hell is going on, man? Like, what? (laughs) Like, it's just bizarre.
0: Yeah, this is extremely bizarre. I say, as Ishan was saying, there were, were multiple stories coming out, everyone's pointing fingers at everyone else. Uh, so, I mean, we are going to see more of this in the next uh, one or two weeks. More is going to come out of this. Now, the biggest problem is how FIFA are going to reschedule this game. Are Brazil going to get uh, f- points uh, in, in, like, take considering this as a, a four feet? Who's going to, uh, I mean, Argentina are going to get points? We don't know. See, from, from the qualifier table perspective, this may not be a, a big impact because. Brazil and Argentina are, uh, are, are top 2 and expected to finish top two, so that won't change much. But the Brazil-Argentina match is always a spectacle. So, from a football fan standpoint, this was really uh, something uh, disappointing not to see these two great nations fighting it out. On the, uh, on the other side, we had European qualifiers also going on. So, Germany had a great start under Hansi Flick. They won their two games. Uh, Chelsea fans, Timo Werner is scoring goals. In fact, he scored in both the games. So that's good news for you guys. Germany are on top. England are doing really well. Uh, They won their two games, 4-0 each. One against Hungary and one against Andorra. Spain lost their first ever World Cup qualifiers in 28 years. I mean, that's a record in itself. Italy. Italy, actually, they didn't win. They drew both their games, but they have equaled the record of the uh, longest unbeaten streak. Uh, 36 games, they have gone unbeaten. And uh, they have another game, I think, tomorrow, I believe. Uh, so, if they if they go unbeaten, then that's a new record. Uh, the earlier record another, was…
1: Just to uh, sorry, interrupt you is, they're undefeated, but their last five games have been draws.
0: In 90 minutes.
1: If you include… Yeah, in 90 minutes, right? So… Uh, they are struggling to score uh, which we've seen you know they're putting they're obviously very solid defensively uh, but yeah they're getting the job done yeah it's again Kiesa who's scoring goals for them as you interestingly yeah you're
0: right uh, the games against Poland uh, Spain and uh, with quarterfinals they played against Belgium I think they won that game against Spain it was uh, it was a draw against England it went to penalties you're right Kiesa is the one who's been scoring goals for them. Other than that, uh, Icard, sorry, Immobile, Insigne, Berardi, all of them are actually struggling. They are not able to score goals. Yeah. So it will be interesting to see how Italy going to respond. But the team that is actually being extremely disappointing has been France. Yeah. Um, we all thought like three months back, like they are the strongest team in the world right now. They can put together three starting levels, But they seem to disappoint. I mean, they had two draws, one against Bosnia and one against Ukraine. Everyone, I mean, France should have won these two games. So what do you think? Zidane waiting in the sideline to overtake uh,
1: Deshaun? Uh, you're right. You're right. I think it's almost like the end of a cycle, like how Joachim Lowe reached with Germany. The thing I'm noticing about France is that under Deschamps, they've never actually played swashbuckling football with, like the team they're supposed, to, like with the squad they have, they're supposed to be this attack-minded team, right? They were, they've been solid, and they, you know, they won the World Cup just be, by being solid defensively and doing the right things at the right time. But in the last couple of months, especially starting of the Euros, yeah, they're just not clicking, and it's I think a lot of blame goes to uh, Deschamps in the way he. You know, lines up the first eleven. The, the formations are all wrong. Not, they, it's not too much studying of the opponent goes on. He's by default putting in a four-three-three formation, uh, which does not work all the time. And you know, against Ukraine, he could have easily gone with a four-four-two and attacked uh, because you have that type of players. It's not. It's not like it's a B-string squad. Everyone was available. You need to win these games. So I think yeah. I don't know if it will happen before the World Cup, but his time is coming to an end and you know who is waiting in line. Yeah. Voldemort. <laughs> We don't know whether we'll see
0: Zidane coaching France in the 2022 World Cup Qatar. But yeah, things are looking not great for France. If this continues, then who knows? Who knows? Desham could be uh, out on his way. Other than that, uh, Lewandowski still continued to score goals. And the, all the other uh, biggies are winning. Netherlands are playing Turkey, I think, today.
1: I have two major updates. Aidan Hazard scored a goal. Oh, yes, yes. yes and Gareth Bale scored. Patrick, a dramatic 95th minute goal to make Wales win the match. And it was also his third goal. So amazing news for me as a Madrid fan. Uh, Hazard is looking great, by the way. He's looking, I've never seen him this fit, even including the Chelsea days. Uh, He had a great game. So Belgium uh, and uh, Wales won. Uh, You were saying Netherlands, it's again become a Memphis, Memphis Depay show.
0: Yeah, they drew 1-1 against uh, Norway where Haaland scored and uh, and I think Memphis Depay in the next game they won 4-0. In fact, if you, if you guys uh, didn't notice, Netherlands have started their new era or actually uh, the, the return of Louis van Gaal. Uh, he has come out of his retirement to coach Netherlands. So the first game was a 1-1 draw against uh, Norway. The second game was a 4-0 win, a comfortable win. Now... When we're talking about bizarre stuff, right? We're talking about Brazil, Argentina, all this bizarre stuff. There's another bizarre stuff going on in Africa where the game against Morocco and Guinea was suspended because there was a military coup in Guinea. I mean, nothing to laugh about, actually. It's it's something sad. So the Moroccan players were actually... uh, Airlifted by the military, and all of them are safe. I mean, you have famous players like Ashraf Hakimi, who, who was airlifted, who's now safe. But Liverpool are trying to get Nabi Keita out of Guinea. He's still stuck in Guinea. They are not able to take him uh, out of the country, so they are struggling on that front. So, a lot of crazy stuff happening around. And you have players who have to come back and quarantine. So for guys who are playing FPL, so please keep a note on uh Emmy Martinez, Bundia, so and also if you have them in your team, so please remove them. They won't be playing for the next I'm pretty
1: time. sure I'm pretty sure this FPL is dominated by just one player as cap triple captain <laughs> uh this weekend. And he has the number seven. I think everyone probably has him so they don't care. <laughs> Yeah, it's
0: Cristiano Ronaldo. But it'll be interesting to see how Cristiano Ronaldo and Bruno Fernandes are going to play. It hasn't been working for Portugal for a while now. So, it'll be interesting to see if Ole
1: has a solution uh, to, to get that work. It'll be very interesting to see the dynamics of the United fans right uh, at the stadium. Because so far, Bruno Fernandes has been their saviour. Uh, but Bruno Fernandes does not compare to the love and affection the man has so if there comes a chance where they are not working together we know who will have to take the fall
0: yeah hopefully hopefully Ole finds a solution and uh, hopefully it's a it's a template that Portugal can also use Alright guys, that's about it for episode number 30. As I said, this is a short and a sweet episode as uh, nothing much is happening other than the international football and the cricket. But yeah, even US Open is going on right now, which we'll cover in the next episode. In fact, uh, round 4 has completed. And if I remember correctly, there's been a couple of upsets. Sidzipas is gone and I think Beratini is gone. But other than that, uh, Djokovic is still on. Uh, the career grand slam is still on, so hopefully, we'll get to see more about that in our next episode. So, until our next episode, is it bye from Bala? And bye from Ishan, guys. Have a good week. Thank you, everyone, for listening. If you enjoyed what you heard, please make sure you hit the subscribe button and also, please, like we are literally begging to rate our podcast on whichever app you are listening to. It not only helps us, but also helps new listeners to find our podcast easily. You can also reach out to us on Twitter and Instagram at the rate sportscharcha. A big shout out to the Jam Room Audio for our theme music, you can follow The Jam Room on Facebook at the rate The Jam Room Audio. Bye!